Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Yeah, and losing 40% of the roster, so you got to be an idiot to say Oklahoma's going to win the Big 12. I think Oklahoma's going to win the Big 12. I, I just trust <laughs> Jeff Levy. I, I think Jeff Levy's one of the best OCs in all of college football. I'd put him on the top five in a list to go with Brent Venables, who is one of the best defensive minds in all of college football. I think Venables will bring that toughness, that attitude. You see him on a leash every game, Kurt, on the sidelines. They're having to hold him back because he wants to get on the field, and I just – I look forward to seeing that in Norman and seeing more toughness, and, and I'm going to ride with Oklahoma. Who was that? Lee Corso. No. <laughs> Lee, Lee picked Texas to uh, win the conference. Oh, man. Um, yeah, well – Where's everyone getting the 40% number? Brent Venable said it. Is that just – Venable said it? I think he said it at Big 12 Media Day, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's fascinating, but it's still the right pick, at least in my opinion. They may not get it done, but, yeah, I, I, look, to, uh, I look to see things look really good right out of the gate. Yeah, okay, so he, he picked OU, that's cool, but here's the thing that I'm confused about. The first thing that he said, I'll play it again. Yeah, and losing 40% of the roster, so you got to be an idiot to say Oklahoma's going to win the Big 12. I think Oklahoma's going to win the Big 12. You have to be an idiot to think OU's going to win the Big 12? I know that that was a part of like him picking them to win the conference, but uh, let's not act like all that much has changed in the conference. I I understand OU has a new coaching staff and some transfer portal additions, but... It's still the Big 12. It's still Oklahoma. You are not an idiot if you pick OU to win the league. Well, and I think, yes, I think that's him trolling the people that are are expecting everything to just dramatically be different now all of a sudden. Um, I, I mean, I, at least that's how I took it. I don't know. We'll see. You know, here's what I expect game one. I just watched Nebraska. Nebraska is obviously in a critical juncture with their football team. They just hired a new offensive coordinator. Their head coach is hanging on by thread. So if you would ever expect a team to show up, like I can understand if everything doesn't click perfectly right out of the gate. I mean, that's how, that's how the early season starts. I mean, I, some of those things you understand. But they they just looked unprepared, right? Their defense looked uh, out of shape. Yep. Their 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 linebackers were were cut off all day in the wrong spot. You knew Northwestern was line. was running the ball late in the fourth quarter. Everyone knew it. They're trying to run out the clock, and they would still be getting nine, ten, eleven yards. Uh, every single team yeah. they would run. I mean, that was embarrassing. Ooh. And here's the thing. Nebraska was was playing uh, Bear, which is the best defense you can be in against the run. Bar none, best defense you can be in against the run, and they were still getting gashed. That 
fumble they got on like a 20-yard run uh, that got them the ball back in the, I think it was the fourth quarter. Horrible play. Linebacker totally cut off. Uh, defensive line blown off the football, and they're in bare front, and, you know, it's a 20-yard gain. Now, they got lucky and knocked the ball out and recovered it, but it was just stuff like that. Offensive line totally misidentifying blitzes and, and not being in the right protection. Just chaotic. I, I don't expect everything to be perfect with Oklahoma, but I expect like the detail part of the football game to be pretty buttoned up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, look um, a different Nebraska team will show up week four, but at the same time, man, like that was a torpedo to the bow right there, that loss. And they'll show up and they'll play hard. Like it, It's one of those scenarios, though, I think in Lincoln, that if they get down by a couple scores early, then OU's got a real chance to put up an embarrassing number on them. That's yeah. where my thought has like significantly changed on this game. There is there is definitely a, a path to a blowout now in, in Lincoln. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy, but I could see Nebraska throwing the towel in if they get down a couple scores in that game early. Yeah, well, I'm interested to see how this team – just how they respond in general, right, to to that week one loss. They should be used to it. They were in the exact same boat a year ago. So I mean, Casey Thompson, yeah. he didn't have great protection, but he, he made a few nice plays. Um, he had one scramble in, like, the first half where it looked like he was dead to rights and he throws the ball down the field and gets a big gain on maybe, like, a third down. So, so he's, like, even though he had two picks, that last one wasn't his fault. He's like the lone bright spot. They're just not good in the trenches. They don't have electric playmakers. They can't catch the ball. They can't stop the run. They're not really good at anything. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I thought, thought the Thompson kid looked really good. I mean, he's got a really nice pocket presence to him. He throws a good ball. Tons of dropped passes. You know, like that. the last interception was not a perfect ball, but absolutely needs to be catched. Uh, yeah. Catched. Caught. We, uh, no, it's fine. Catched is good. That's, I think more people I'm, I'm, relate to that. Sounded it's, like my son. It's all good. Yeah. So we, uh, we joked throughout the offseason that OU wasn't going to get any credit for this Nebraska win. <laughs> I, we said that not imagining that they were going to lose to Northwestern in week one. Definitely not going to get any. You may not get any credit, or uh, if you don't win by two touchdowns in this game. Which, I, by the way, I wonder what this game or what that game has did to the line because it was at like four and a half, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me. I'll, I'll, I'll go and find where it is currently. But it was a it was a low number. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. 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 Like I said, I don't feel great about how that result ended up for for Oklahoma going into that game. I, I, I would prefer that our team be on absolute edge feeling like they're going into a hornet's nest, which, you know, Coach Venables and the staff will they'll have them convinced they're going up there to play you know the greatest football team in Nebraska history, and hopefully they can. It'll they be can the '95 squad. Across. Yeah, he'll he'll show up. He'll make them think that Tommy Frazier is playing quarterback, which right. that might be a better situation for him. The line opened at three and a half. OU minus three and a half. It's currently at OU minus four and a half. 
So we've already lost hey. you a ton of money um, in week zero. We might as well lose. Lock their- of the lock of the century. I've got yeah. one for you coming up in week exactly week three. We might as well totally <laughs> torpedo your bankroll before conference season starts. Uh, good stuff. And, uh, and well, UTEP, by the way, uh, didn't look all that great either. Though everyone was, like, bragging about their quarterback. Like, dang, UTEP's quarterback looks pretty good. And I understand that he made a couple of nice throws in the first half, but he finished 21 of 48 for 293, one touchdown, no picks. So I'm yeah. just trying to figure out where that was coming from. I did not watch the game, um, so – I don't. I, I I'm, I'm gonna. I'll be watching it now throughout the week and have a little better feel about what to expect from UTEP um, later. But here's the thing: I really nothing really matters to me except for the line of scrimmage. We should absolutely dominate the yeah. line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Yep. And if that happens. The rest really doesn't matter. If our offensive line dominates their defensive line, we should be able to run the football up and down the field all day long, and I think that will happen. I, I and defensively, uh, it's you know it's the same story. I did watch about 15 minutes of that UTEP North Texas game, and my big takeaway was something that is absolutely unimportant, especially for this week's game. My big <laughs> takeaway was, oh my God, is that Phil Bennett on the North Texas sideline? Yeah, he's the defensive coordinator, exactly right. Teddy. Like uh, for the most part, Seth Luttrell was calm, cool, and collected. At least the times that they panned the camera over to him on the sideline, Phil Bennett was like a maniac every time they showed him, yelling at other coaches on the sidelines, yelling at his players. It was like vintage Stoops brothers and Venables over there in the early two thousands. You like you don't see. That much anymore from defensive court. Not not like you used to be. Phil Bennett looked like he was like coaching defense thirty years ago, just getting into everyone that he could. It was highly entertaining. Well, now remember how that went down. Mike Stoops was a close to being the defensive coordinator at North Texas, and then backed out last last second because. He got the offer to be linebacker coach at UT with Sarkeesian. So whenever that happened, Latrell had to make a hire, and he hired Phil Bennett. And then that's whenever the – after that, the Texas thing uh, fell through. Yep. So – it was, that was close to being Mike Stoops there at North Texas because he was was he was he at Florida Atlantic or yes, inter, what yes, one was yes. it? international? Yeah, he was at. Uh, yeah. Oh wait, he was in Boca. FAU's in Boca, right? Yeah, I think that's okay. right. Yeah, I think he was at FAU. Yeah. So, oh Phil Bennett, man, still he stalking the sideline. Cra- wow, stalking. I I go back and watch that game and tell me what you think about the stalking that he was doing. It was like intimidating. <laughs> Uh, here's a tweet. Uh, a Texas official says Steve Sarkeesian will not provide a depth chart before the season opener this week. In addition, Sarkeesian is not expected to provide a depth chart at all this season. Clearly things could change, but that's Sark's plan right now. Why are... Uh, I just don't get the, the... Why people are just so paranoid 
that you can't give a simple depth. I, I don't. It, it, that's 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 embarrassing to me. And, and I know Muleshoe. I guess he's doing the same thing before the Rice game, not releasing anything. But are we really that paranoid as coaches out there that we're afraid to release something? It's in case Rice sees who he wants to throw out there on the opening series of the game. Jeez. Well, here's the here's the thing, and 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 here's maybe why. I could understand it from Sarkeesian perspective. They they play Alabama in week two, and you don't want to give. I don't. Who's Alabama got in week one? Like they're going to be like their coaches are doing a lot of Texas stuff. Like they don't have anyone any good in week one, right? No, they don't. I'll, I'll look exactly who it was. Uh, who do they play? They play – go on. I mean, the, the point, it's not going to be someone good. So. Well, well, the, the point is – Utah State. Right, if, if, if Texas is really about to start like a true freshman at left tackle or – like, that is a very vulnerable spot. And you don't want to give even UTSA – or is it is it UTSA or uh, Louisiana? They start off with Louisiana. Way, you don't you don't even want to give someone like Louisiana a heads up early on who's going to be playing at that spot because that is definitely something that you can try to exploit as a defense and maybe they'll do that anyways. But I. I think he's just trying to protect some of those starters that may have to be thrown out there because of injury situations and, and doesn't want to put them in a bad spot. So I can at least understand it to, to a certain degree. But to say you're not ever going to put one out for the entire season, I, you know, who cares? Yeah. Like, it's going to be on film after week one and week two anyways. Uh, let's try to get to a few texts before we hit a break here. Uh, first one, are you guys sold on Eric Gray being the number one running back? Um, You've been more hesitant about this than I have, so I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you take this one. Well, I'm sold that the staff is sold on him being the number one running back. Like, I, like he's the number one guy, and I don't think it's like – they're giving him that nod because he's, you know, earned it or anything like that. I, I, I think they fully believe that he is the best player. And, you know, I'll take their word for it. I just, I was, uh, I was left wanting more after last season. And, you know, like I said earlier, I think a lot of that is legitimately not necessarily his fault, right? Just because of, of you know some of the struggles we had last year offensively, offensive line, and you know a true freshman at quarterback was not the best you know uh, situation to have a great year as running back. No, David Pollock, you have to be an idiot to pick Nebraska going to the Big Ten championship game. Looking at you, Catch Radius. <laughs> that is a great text. That? That's well, Catch Radius. You know who that is. Herb Street? Yes, Herb Street picked, and I, I heard it live. He picked Nebraska to win the Big Ten West and play in the Big Ten Championship game. Now we know Oof. who conducts the ESPN FPI. Oh, wow. Well, hey, um, 
Now, I had them beating Northwestern bad, and I feel dumb for that. But I didn't have them winning the uh, the the E or the West in the Big Ten. Wow. Yeah. That that whole that whole college game day, um, it was a realization for me. And not that I tune in every single Saturday, but it was just, dang man, this show isn't even as close to what it used to be. And maybe it was I, never. I watched good. like thirty seconds of it. Why are they all on Zoom? I I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they'll be all together at a live. I think they're in uh, Columbus on Saturday, but they were stepping over each other. Um, just the. They, they've turned into the hot take artists, too, now, man, where Desmond um, Howard had A&M in Michigan playing for the national championship this year and A&M winning it all. It's like, God, guys. Didn't he have Pitt? Pitt and Baylor. Pitt in the Final Four? Yes. It, well, here's the thing about him. I've come to learn that I honestly think that he he just, he, number one, does not care at all. And... I think he thinks it's funny that people get bent out of shape on his picks, so he picks random stuff. That's the only thing I can come up with. That's not because really that's not really a not, show I want to watch. Is someone that thinks it's funny that well, everyone gets mad about it? That doesn't do it for me. Hey, I I agree, but that's that's the only thing I can come up with. And, and I'm he, fine he with, with like if you got a big opinion or an unpopular opinion, that's cool. Just give me reason behind it, other than oh, this will get everyone worked up. No thanks. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, just now getting to listen for the day. Did I miss much on Locked and Loaded at two o'clock today? This will make you really happy. I was going to break the third segment, and I almost forgot what the show name was because you kept saying "get in" on Friday. There's locked up, locked and loaded, knocked up. All these sorts of texts were coming in on the text line, and for a split second, I thought to myself. Oh, God, what's this show called again? I forget. (laughs) Luckily, I got it right, but I was nervous, man. It was really nervous. Beautiful. And, uh, by the way, that is the intended goal. Oh, I know. That is the intended goal. Made you happy. Gotta love it. And you know what? Uh, Just like I always think immediately about you and the show when I do something dumb away from it I'm at least hoping that when Casey Thompson threw that last pick you thought of the show immediately and thought oh god how's this going to play on the air that's what I'm hoping for oh well let me tell you something I had already way before that uh conceded the fact that Nebraska is going to lose the football game (laughs) (laughs) way before that moment Way before. All right, uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Remember, we're hanging out FSBO Homes today. You can check them out online, fsbohomes.com, 405-594-7911. Give them a call. Set up an appointment. They're going to help you sell your house. Um, they're going to do it for easy, easy fees, not the big-time fees you pay uh, with going through the real estate agent. They're going to help you market your home online. That's where all the homes are bought now online. They're going to help drive traffic to your home. Um, the uh, photographs, everything, the marketing is going to be exceptional. They're going to help you get the perfect appraisal up front so you know how to price your home properly. That's the critical part of this thing. And then they're going to help you on the back end. They've got attorneys there to help you through the contract negotiation, closing phase, all of those things. They do an outstanding job here at FSBO Homes. And remember, they do have 
a six ninety nine flat fee going on right now for builders and investors. Um, they're gonna they're gonna help you. Like I said again on the back end. Uh, with the attorneys, they're going to drive online traffic to your website. They're going to help you market it. Uh, all all that for just a six ninety nine flat fee for builders and investors. So again, give them a call four zero five five nine four seventy nine eleven. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number two of the rush. The KREF Army tailgate is being set up this weekend. You know where we're going to be on Saturday? Wow. Have you got the scoop yet on what's going down? Uh, well, I believe. Why don't you tell us all so I don't screw it up? I just, well, I just want to see. I just want your best guess as to what's Yeah, gonna, we're going to be down. in like that parking lot that is just south of uh, Valare. Uh, well, yeah, like right? the, Hertz, the Hertz Donut parking lot, basically, is what we're calling Yeah, 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 yeah. And, well, we'll be there and um, our traditional spot. We'll be at both locations. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is the most excited we've been about our pre- and post-game show. Pre-game, yeah. So we'll have uh, Parker out there for the first two hours. What's he going, like 8.30 to 10.30 at the Hertz yeah. Donut parking lot? You, Toby, will be at Balfour the hour after that. You'll be on for an hour. And then Travis Davidson and myself uh, for the next two hours, up to one hour before kickoff. So I know a lot of our listeners will be on Campus Corner on Saturday. You've got multiple opportunities to come say hi. We've got some koozies that just got delivered today that we're giving out that are awesome. I think we got about three dozen ref shirts that I'm going to be bringing out there to give away as well. You might leave with a uh, T-shirt, a koozie, and another terrible lock of the century betting pick by Teddy all in one day. <laughs> <laughs> it could be amazing. Could be amazing. Oh, that's brilliant. And brilliant. Uh, that's going to be fun. Yeah, no, it will be. Uh, it will be. They'll be serving beer over there in the Hertz Donut parking lot. So, you know, no big deal. And then for post game, we'll be at Yo Pablo, uh, Travis Davidson, and myself for two hours breaking down the game. Yeah, I'm 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 jacked up for Saturday. It's going to be cool, man. Longest off season ever it's is be awesome. officially is officially over. Okay, hey, we haven't hit this yet, but I'm I'm looking at this tweet and it's hilarious uh, have you seen this usc football account well you're usc talk- underscore I- fbb yeah the the twitter <laughs> I, or the the text line thinks it's real but they're not really putting a no. statue of baker mayfield in la they can't afford it that is so funny because it, it looks legit it's at usc underscore football um and it, we'll be building a new and improved Baker Mayfield Heisman statue outside the Coliseum since he's the foundation of our entire program and Coach Riley's career. Well, you know, you know what so they're trolling, funny. right? They're trolling oh, the yeah. actual USC football account that tweeted out this hype video today. And, yeah, it says the next chapter of our story starts now. Lincoln Riley's tagged in it, and it has Baker Mayfield and Kyla Murray, like, highlights in it. Like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, like no shame at all to just steal 
Uh, what OU? I, 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 that's just amazing. It's it's funny more than anything. Like, how do you know you're not going to get totally ripped for that once you put that out? I don't know. Here's the thing, man. USC, their list of former players is unbelievable. They've got some of the, the best players in NFL history at pretty much every single position. And they're going to put some OU guys in that video? <laughs> They've had guys. That's that have, ridiculous. Well, they've had two this millennium that have won Heisman, Heisman trophies. Like, okay, you used Baker and Kyler because they were number one overall draft picks. That's cool. Um, Leinert and Carson Palmer, I, I, I mean, they both won Heisman trophies. Why not use those guys? Yeah, and weren't they both number one overall picks? Leinert wasn't. I can't remember if Carson Palmer was or not to the to the Bengals. Leinert definitely wasn't, yeah. though. Yeah. I mean, they've got they've got a ton of of great former players like they've got a great tradition. I don't know. I do US what do USC fans say about that? I would be embarrassed. Like all of the OU hype videos that have come out, like I haven't seen Isaiah Simmons rushing off the edge at Clemson. I haven't seen any other Clemson players being like being used to try to sell this program, but as the text line points out, yeah, Sark did the same thing with Alabama players once he got to Austin. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Okay. Sark's is a little bit different because it was, it was kind of before he even got to Texas, right? Didn't he, like the like the Heisman ceremony and everything, like it was right as he took the job, um, which is I, a little bit different because he was. He I feel like it was closer like right then. I thought it was like New Year's Day when they officially fired Tom Herman and hired uh, Sark. Someone can double check on that, but I, I feel like I remember watching Georgia and Cincinnati play in the Peach Bowl, and that morning Texas announced their big decision. Right, but. See, he still hadn't even coached in the national championship game, right? I think that's right. So that's a that's a little bit different, but still, the the point is is the same. Like I agree with what you're saying, but even that situation is a little bit different. Like we all know, like he's been there for a long time now, and like everyone knows his history. It, it's weird that I don't know I. It just seems really strange that that's the route that they would want to go down. But, you know, if it gets the desired result of, hey, Lincoln Riley can get me drafted number one, then maybe it works. The most important thing for them is to win some football games. Let's take a few minutes here real quick and uh, some upcoming games. Thursday is going to be a really good opening night, by the way. But a handful of games. Let's see if our opinions changed on any of these 6 p.m., you got Central Michigan at OSU. OSU is a 21-point favorite. We know what happened the last time the Chippewas visited Stillwater. Is OSU on yeah. upset alert here? I, like 21 points seems like too much for me. I, I kind of feel like it's too much. I don't know a whole lot about Central Michigan. I will tell you that. Um, I know they had, a, they had a good season last year, didn't they? Um, I think Oklahoma State wins it. What the score is, 
I couldn't tell you. Their defense is going to be solid, but I just I don't know that they're just going to throw up all kinds of points offensively. Like you feel like if they're if they're kind of following the same model as they did a year ago, like thirty five. You know, thirty-five, fourteen, or something like that. Thirty-five, ten is maybe the number. Yeah, I, I mean, I think OSU wins the game. I just think that that could be an interesting game, at least early in the fourth quarter. I don't think OSU is going to roll out and just win forty-nine-seven. I'd be pretty surprised about that. Uh, we do have a top-five matchup Saturday night: number five Notre Dame at number two Ohio State. Here's what I hate: I hate that if Ohio State wins this game by a touchdown. I feel like most people are going to be saying that Ohio State is trash this year. Like, how weird does that sound? Ohio State could beat the number five overall team in the country. But since Notre Dame has lost um, some players in training camp and that most people mm-hmm. that think that they're overhyped to begin with, if Ohio State didn't win this, this game by two scores, then I feel like most people will say, well, clearly Ohio State still got issues. They're not as good as we thought. That's such a flawed way of thinking. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. You may be right about that. I don't know. I I feel like Notre Dame is going to get quite a bit of credit defensively if they can keep it close, but I don't know. I think if you just win in advance, it's so early in the season that's really not going to matter. You're going to look back. When we look back at this game in November, we'll have a totally different opinion of it than what we have Right now, you know? Yeah. A game that's really, I think, under the radar just because there's so many big-time games. But I definitely think it could play a pretty pretty big part, potentially, in the college football playoff race. This is a must-win for Utah at Florida. Utah got to win this game. Just a three-point favorite, but that humidity in the swamp, that's going to be a challenge for the Utes. Um, I'll take Utah, but, man, I think this is going to be – a sneaky, really, really, really tight game on Saturday night. Yeah. You know, here's what I think. I think Utah is the better football team. I think they're going to be the more prepared football team. I think Florida's probably going to have a a talent edge. Doesn't necessarily mean much in this game. Uh, I think it's a huge advantage for Utah that it's being played when it is uh, Florida adjusting to a new staff, new systems. Uh, there's going to be a whole lot of new going on and Utah has got a ton of returning players uh, that have played in big time football games. That's why I think Utah gets the win. Now, if this one's played later in the year, maybe it doesn't have the same result, but I'll take Utah, Georgia and Oregon and Atlanta. I just, it's tough for me to see any other scenario than Georgia wins big. Um, their defense might score a couple times in this game up against Bo Nix. Totally agree. What's the line 17. on this one? That's, you know what? That's about where I was thinking I, I was going to pick the game. I thought maybe it would be a little bit closer because Georgia typically plays in some lower-scoring games. Like, they totally control the game, but it's a lower-scoring Um I think it may look closer than it is, but I think Georgia wins and and pretty much dominates in all facets. And uh, spoiler alert, OU will win on Saturday. Me really likes OU minus 31.5 on Saturday. 
A lot of mm. emphasis to get off to a hot start. I think that they're going to play a lot of players, but the guys down roster are really fighting for snaps this year. And it feels like this team's got a decent amount of depth this year. I like There will be a fall-off from the starters to who's playing in the fourth quarter, but I, don't, I just don't think that there's going to be guys taking off their shoulder pads in the second half of the game. There's going to be a real emphasis to, I don't care what the situation is, who's ever in, better play every single down hard. Yeah, and they're going to be looking at this as a, a way to get like really get a lot of live game reps and use this as an opportunity to continue to develop their guys and get, get their starters acclimated into these, into these uh, new schemes offensively and defensively. And, you know, unfortunately for UTEP, before a week one game, you got to prance out there and show them everything that you got. And they're still going to be flying blind on, on what Oklahoma's going to be doing to them, you know? So another disadvantage. I kind of like where your head's at, uh, picking Oklahoma. Lock of the century. OU over Woo! UTEP. Heard it here. Yeah. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out FSBO Homes. Stay tuned. Layman, we call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Store number one is. Well, I was, uh, well, first of all, quick shout out to our friends over at Roof Tech, Josh Tucker, former teammate of mine, runs the business over there, does an outstanding job. Give him a call for any of your roofing needs. Um, I was disappointed. Uh, we saw this online poll, Tyler. South Carolina was um, renaming its, its, live rooster and the poll clearly at like 75 percent had uh caught commander as the new name for the mascot and they didn't pick it they went with the general so hmm i thought I, caught commander was going to steal the election to be honest with you um yeah. i'm really disappointed this is i'm uh originally picked carolina at seven and five this is now a five and seven move by them i don't think they make a bowl game uh, they they uh, could have brutal. had an opportunity here because you know how big of a deal yeah. it is like well, we got the most famous live mascot out there colorado fans think they have it arkansas fans think they have it of course arrogant texas fans think that a drugged up longhorn is the best live mascot in the game they're wrong about that but south carolina could have had a great claim with the name of Cock Commander for their live rooster. It would have been amazing. Yeah, they went with the general, I guess, naming it after uh, Thomas Sumter. Uh, I don't know. Um, missed opportunity. And then I had to laugh at this one. I saw this headline. George's Eric Gilbert reportedly involved in on-campus car wreck. Uh, Eric Gilbert, we all remember him. He was the transfer from Louisiana State, tied in, big athletic dude. Um, but <laughs> brand new Mercedes Benz, uh, totaled on campus. And I love that this new college football, it's not even a, it's not even a thing anymore to where, oh man, wonder how he got the Mercedes Benz, right? It's just all right out in did the open. Did this happen in Kansas a, world. a few years ago with one of their basketball players got in a wreck and it was like, oh wow, where did yeah. he get that car? And yeah, now it's normal. Yeah. Yeah, before the uh, before the the new NIL rules, that was just the car that um, his basketball coach bought him. You know, 
no big deal. Won a national title. Still never heard anything from the NCAA on uh, any of those sanctions or violations. Interesting. That's all I had. Um, the first one I have is bizarre. I don't know if I've ever seen this in my lifetime huh. in major college football. Look, Michigan has announced a decision on their quarterbacks, kind of. Cade McNamara will start game one, and J.J. McCarthy will start game two, and then quarterback one will be crowned before game three. I know Michigan has a soft start to the schedule, I honest, I don't think I've ever seen, uh, we'll just let both of these guys start in the first two weeks of the season. That's what Jim Harbaugh's doing. Yeah. I I don't know. It's it's fascinating. I don't know I don't know why you do that. You've had a lot of time. If you honestly can't tell, I guess um, you give each guy an opportunity. But why don't you just give each guy an opportunity in game one? Like, you get the first half, you get the second half. I, I don't think there's a reason to, to continue longer than you need to to take reps away from your starter who's obviously been splitting all spring and all training camp. I, but I don't know. Uh, after the Maybe it won't matter. After the loss to Northwestern on Saturday, Nebraska safety Marquez Buford said, quote, I can't wait to see where we go from here. We played the worst game we're going to play all year, and we still only lost by three. That's pretty scary, in quotes. <laughs> wow. He's he going to be a coach one day. That is perfect coach speak. Or Already yep. a master at the coach speak. That's brilliant. Brilliant. Good stuff. Haynes King is named A&M starting quarterback. T.J. Finley is named Auburn starting quarterback. Uh, J.T. Daniels is named West Virginia starting quarterback. And Brian Kelly knows who he's going to start on Sunday against Florida State, but he's not going to tell anyone publicly, or at least that's what he said today. Yes, I know who my starter is going to be. No, I'm not going to tell anyone else. Just see who we trot out in the Superdome on Sunday. Now, hang on a second. Who did you say Texas A&M is starting? Haynes King. Who is that? Uh, he played last year. He's the quarterback that beat Alabama, right? I think that's who that was. I think that's no, who. that was Calzada. Are you sure? Calzada's at Auburn now. No. You always get that one mixed yeah, up. Yeah, he transferred out. I thought he was the one that beat Alabama. I actually, I've, Calzada it, was the uh, leading passer that day, 285 well, against it, Bama. Then it must have been him, but it's, yeah. it's Haynes King started the opener against Kent State, and then it was Calzada the rest of the way, I think. Now he's starting the opener against Sam Houston. Yeah, you're right. Who is that starting at Texas A&M? That's why I think they're going to be the most disappointing team in college football this year. They ain't going to have any quarterback play. Wow. He Well, maybe he started Colorado – uh, I think he started also, and he got he hurt. Just... I think he got hurt that game because A&M won like 10-7 to against a bad Colorado team last year. He threw three picks in their opener to Kent State last year. Mm, nice. As the starter. Nice. Maybe he'll throw three picks again on Saturday. That'd be great. He might throw three picks against Miami, I think, in week two. I got that upset pick marked down. Man, in 2020, he had – Four attempts and threw an interception and a touchdown. No, he had two. <laughs> he had two completions, uh, and one of those was a touchdown. And of the four passes, one was an interception. That's pretty interesting. Hmm. 
All right. He's starting right, for a, got... he's starting for a top what ten football team this year, and he's been <laughs> number awful, six team in the country. Been awful at this level thus far. Hmm. That won't spell disaster. Wow. Yeah, that's it. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at FSBO Homes. If you're thinking about selling your home, give them a call here. 405-594-7911. That can save you a ton of money. Uh, rather than going the traditional route, getting an agent, paying a, a ton of agent fees there at the end, you can go with FSBO Homes. They're going to help you market your home, get it online, drive traffic to it online. That's how homes are are bought and sold these days, and it's going to save you a ton of money overall. They've got marketing. They've got uh, attorneys on the back end to help you go through the closing process. Going to be excellent stuff with FSBO Homes. We'll be back. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number two of The Rush. You want to hear real quick before we hit the top of the hour what the uh, <laughs> what the Nebraska fan reaction was uh, Saturday? This one has gone uh, viral. It's pretty good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. First thing I noticed about that video, can tell it's a Nebraska fan. Um, no accent, none whatsoever, perfectly spoken English. Yeah, and you can also tell that it is actually in the bathroom with all that echo going on. Yeah, nice little echo. I wish they'd play that in their intro video when OU rolls in. Or when they North might. Dakota rolls in next week. I don't care. I was about to say, they may do that. It depends how that North Dakota game goes. Wow. Oh, man. They're not going to lose is... before OU gets to town, right? They're not going to lose again. To Georgia Southern? Mm, I, I don't know. I would say no, but Georgia Southern – Aren't they decent every now and then? Don't I mean, they they're going like to have a... some athletes for sure. Yeah. 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 I don't think they'll lose, but I, I guess anything is on the table. Anything. Uh, all right, quick timeout. we got the final hour of the rush coming up next. Remember, hanging out at FSBO Homes today. Uh, they do have the six ninety nine flat fee going on for builders and investors right now. They've got the attorney to help you on the back end, going to help you market it, and they'll drive the online traffic to your website here at FSBO Homes.